Mia Dunlop, co-creator of Teen Brain Trust and one of the hosts of Hope Punk Parenting Podcast. This is a short-form podcast for anyone raising a teenager. We're bringing together a community of mental health experts, neuroscientists, educators, and parents like me in short-form audio to demystify adolescence, help you build a better relationship with your teenager, and raise the next generation of changemakers. In this mini-episode, we're talking about teens and partying. Look, teens party. From the streets of New York to the villages of Siberia, it's an inevitable fact of life that teens will get out of the house and party down with their peers. And of course, partying includes drinking. A 2019 study by the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, the NIAAA for short, found that 7 million young people ages 12 to 20 reported that they drank alcohol beyond just a few sips in the past month. This presents a bit of a conundrum for us parents. How do we approach handling our teens' underage drinking when it's pretty unavoidable, risky, and possibly illegal? Setting aside the legal issue, I want to talk about, number one, why is partying an inevitable part of teens' lives? Number two, why is drinking such an important part of teen partying? And number three, then I'll talk about healthy approaches to your teen and partying. So first, why is partying an inevitable part of teens' lives? The short answer is because of what's going on in their brain. The reward systems in the adolescent brain are turned up to an 11. They're hardwired to seek out novelty, new experiences, new and extreme sensations, and especially, especially social situations. Without getting too much into the neurological weeds, it's enough to say that teens are biologically driven to seek out exciting new social situations. Partying fosters a space for learning how to make social connections and for having new experiences, as well as a way to differentiate from normal life, like school and chores and homework and extracurriculars. In other words, partying is the nexus where all teenage biological impulses meet, and it's true across all countries, climates, and cultures. Okay, so... Partying is inevitable, but why is drinking such an important part of teen partying? There are a couple of interesting ideas about this from studies done by the NIAAA, so let's talk about them. First, teens view drinking as a communal activity. A study of Dutch teens found that many adolescents see drinking at parties as a sort of a social contract. According to the Dutch teens that were interviewed, by drinking together and offering each other drinks, they are showing each other that they are committed to the party and appreciate the company of friends. In this case, drinking is a way of communicating to everyone else at the party that they're happy to be there and they're enjoying the company of the people around them. Also, and this is pretty obvious, teens are copying the behavior they see in adults. Teens have grown up watching adults around them drink to celebrate something or drink with their friends when they come over. Drinking is also often modeled by us adults as a way to separate work and leisure time. There's a built-in understanding by the time teenagers are of age to go out and party that drinking is something you do with your leisure time and something you do with friends. Therefore, it's only logical that drinking and partying should go together. Okay, 
This is where I need to state unequivocally that I am not encouraging or endorsing underage drinking, nor am I saying that we as adults shouldn't drink around them. We're merely stating that drinking is a major part of the teen partying experience and offering a couple of possible explanations as to why. By the way, if you're interested in learning more about the psychology of teen drinking, as well as successful programs that have helped prevent and reduce underage drinking, visit teenbraintrust.com's Brain Food blog, where we link to an article from the NIAAA. Okay, so teen partying is inevitable and teen drinking is a distinct possibility. What can we as parents do? First, and this might be the hardest, accept that your teens will be interested in partying. Whether you like it or not, and whether you know about it or not, they will be going to parties. We want to be able to help our teens navigate partying in a healthy way. Wouldn't you rather know what your teens are up to? I definitely do. Here's another thing we know. Zero tolerance policies do not work. When you tell your teen that they are forbidden from partying, all you're doing is making the party that much more alluring and attractive. Again, your teens are going to be interested in partying. It's better to accept that they will party and work to be a positive influence over how they party. For example, you can encourage your teen not to engage in certain aspects of partying, like drinking or trying different drugs. Even in these conversations, however, it's better not to take a zero-tolerance stance. You don't want to be so strict with your rules that if your teen breaks them and gets into trouble, they won't see you as a safe person to come to for help. Besides, it's unlikely that your teen will abstain from drinking because you say so. A majority of teens interviewed for an article by The Globe and Mail revealed that while their parents' views might curb how much they drink, laying down the law wouldn't change their decision to drink or not. So when encouraging your teen not to engage in drinking or drug use, it's best to explain why and how drinking and drug use is harmful to their bodies and brain development. Tell them your reasons for not wanting them to drink instead of just telling them that they're not allowed to. This is a core tenant of the Teen Brain Trust program, by the way. It's important for teens to understand their own development because that knowledge empowers them to make healthier decisions. And it's important that your teen knows they can come to you for help no matter what. Let's say your teen is drunk at a party and needs you to come get them. You want them to know that they can come to you for help, right? The last thing you want is for them to try to drive home or hitch a ride with a friend who's been drinking because they're afraid of how you'll react when you find out that they've been drinking or partying. It's important that your teen has access to accurate information about drinking and trying drugs so that they can make informed, thoughtful choices for themselves. You won't be there in the moment to make the choices for them. You want them to have the tools they need to get help and be able to help themselves if they're in a dangerous situation. And lastly, it's important to make rules for partying that allow your teen to participate and create safe boundaries at the same time. Some rules you might consider are... They don't drive to or from parties. Instead, they agree to only use public transportation, Uber, or other ride-sharing apps. I love Uber because I can track my teen's rides in real time. Rule two, have your teen agree to text you when they arrive and when they leave a party. This way, you know where they are. Another rule you might want to consider is to send your teen to the party with drinks that they're allowed to have. This may seem counterintuitive if you don't want them to drink, but 
it has the benefit of both setting a limit of how much they have to drink while also making sure they won't be accepting mystery drinks from their peers. It's really healthy and helpful to engage the teens themselves in setting their own rules. Look, as parents, teachers, and role models, the most important things we can do are to stay involved in what our teens are doing. Let them know that we're safe people they can come to if they need help and make sure they have the tools and resources they need in order to make healthy and informed decisions in the moment. If you want to learn more about Hope Hung Parenting Community of Parents Raising Teens, visit us at www.teenbraintrust.com. 